0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Episode 51 of the Barbershop Window Podcast. I am your host, as always, Chris Vigilante, always here, unlike my two compadres who, as becoming a pattern, has left, have left me high and dry, at least for a few minutes. But I am here, our first sh- weekend show under the new format that we talked about on the last show. We're going to stammer on for who knows how many minutes, as many as uh, we can stomach talking to each other. Uh if anyone wants to get in on the conversation with us tonight, now that we're actually on a time that uh, isn't ungodly, where people are probably asleep already, uh, you can go ahead and give us a call in, 646-716-4706, or drop us an email, barbershopwindowpodcast at com. We will read any email that we get on the air, no problem, it doesn't matter what it says, even if it says how horrible of a host I am, or uh, how horrible Rob and Shane are, we will read it, but um, I can say this, it's been about 9 or 10 days since the last time we did an episode, we did one after the uh, NXT TakeOver special, and uh, a lot has happened uh, in professional wrestling since then, and my godsend. One of my boys has arrived, so let's get him in on the program right now. Hello, Shane. Have you joined us?
2: Yes. Hello. How are you?
1: Excellent. So now I don't have to talk to myself.
2: Yeah, Chris. I think your phone is kind of distorted. Like you. you, Is it? Yeah, like you're talking through a microphone, and uh, you have a distortion pedal. Like it's like 80s grunge. Well, I definitely,
1: don't have, I definitely don't have a
2: distortion. I definitely don't have a distortion pedal. Uh, is it better now? Uh, I don't know. We'll have to ask Rob when he comes aboard. Yeah, we'll, just, we'll, just we'll just have to live with it because uh, there's not much I can do about it right now.
1: Uh, so as I was starting to say. Uh, right before you called in, uh, a lot of things have happened uh, in the world of professional wrestling since the last time we spoke. Uh, a number of a number of topics that we can talk about. So, uh, I would, uh, if you if you want, I'd love to give you the uh, the first crack at uh, what what you want to talk about. So, do you want to kick us off? Uh,
2: sure, sure. Well, one of the the topics uh, on my mind that I thought uh, we should talk about, as it is being Sunday is the booking of the fast lane pay-per-view or the uh apparent booking. I think we should touch upon that. I'm
1: cool with that. Let's uh what are your uh
2: what do you want what are,
1: what are your what do you mainly want to focus on? What's the uh, is there one match in particular that you think you want to focus on as far as how the booking's been and what you think of it?
2: I mean, I think that the booking of the main event, uh the Roman Reigns first Daniel Bryan match has just been, like, atrocious and uninteresting. Uh, I think that, um, um, you know, they're towing the line between trying to, like, uh, gauge crowd sentiment and just the general reaction of the audience to how it's going to be when Roman Reigns wins. So they're trying to still give the audience the hope that the fan favorite is going to somehow still find himself in the, in the main event at WrestleMania. And I think it's just backfiring into a, a real stale, um, uh, you know, build up and what's probably going to be a pretty crappy match. I would have to agree. I mean, I
1: think, I think, I think the matchup could have been something that would have been, you know, could have been interesting. And, um, you know, something that might have actually been, un- you know, unpredictable depending on how they wanted to uh, to play it. Um, I think, I think, I think the criticism has to go with what they, how they thought this was going to play out and what they wanted to do with it. It looks to me just kind of viewing everything as a whole that what they were trying to go for was to, and like especially the the promos they've been having the guys cut and everything is to. The idea was kind of to bring Daniel Bryan down a little bit in order to pump Reigns up. Uh, And it's kind of backfiring in that both guys are less over now. They're both getting mixed reactions. So, I mean, it makes no sense to me. Instead of the obvious going with a guy who's, you know, 90% over, let's say, 90, 95% over. They're they're so committed to this guy who's not over that instead they brought Daniel Bryan down and they'd rather have let's say two 50 50 guys over instead of a guy who's 90 percent over and it just doesn't it just doesn't make any sense and the way they do it is uh, they they do you know, they they somehow they you know, they've made parts of Daniel Bryan unlikable which is you know just not like he's come out a lot more cocky lately I just I just I just hate the way they're doing this and I think anyone who thinks that um, Daniel Bryan uh, is going to walk into WrestleMania, let's say by himself against uh, against Brock Lesnar, is
2: um, is just kidding themselves. Yeah, I mean that's definitely not going to happen. What I think ultimately, I don't. I think we're actually not going to have to worry about any of this because I don't see no? Brock Lesnar leaving the WWE. Just in the sense yeah. that I think he's going to sign another like two year deal. And I think if the WWE was smart at all, with Brock Lesnar, you know, at last WrestleMania, beating the Undertaker, ending the streak, having the run that he had, like, killing John Cena, and then just, um, and now he's getting, like, this natural babyface support from the crowd. Right. I think if the is smart, they're going to put over Brock Lesnar as a face at WrestleMania and give him very like, crazy What? They might. I said they might. We'll see.
1: I don't want to interrupt you, but uh, we have a caller. I don't recognize the number. I thought it was Rob for a second, but I don't recognize the phone, maybe it's Rob calling on a different phone, but do you want to find out? Yeah, of course. Let's find out. Let's find out who this is. Hello, you're on the air. Please tell us your name and where you're calling from. Hello? Hello? Hey, what's up, man? Was oh, it, Rob? I wasn't sure. It was a different number this time.
0: Yeah, I like to, I like to switch it up. You know me. Where are you calling? From? Yeah, you
2: are. It's
0: a work phone?
2: Don't, don't tell anyone. I Yo, tell Chris his no, phone sucks. Cool <laughs> wait, wait, bro. Does <laughs> my phone sound bad to you? Does my phone sound bad to yeah, you? Too? Your, your phone doesn't sound good. You sound like me like too. Am I the only? <laughs> am I the only confident one with a phone? How do I sound?
1: Oh, well, it just went choppy,
2: but like, how do,
1: uh, it, what did you say about mine? Mine sounds really bad.
2: Yeah, Chris, I'd hang up and call again. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's going to work. If, like I hang up, too. <laughs> if I hang up, the show's going to end. <laughs> Chris,
0: how would you just don't talk so loud? I think that's what it is. I think you're just talking very loudly into the receiver.
1: Oh, so, all right, so now it sounds too loud? Because he was saying it wasn't loud enough before.
0: I don't know. All right. All right, is
2: that better at all? Yeah,
1: no. All right, well, we're just going to have to deal with it this time around because there's not much I can do. If I hang up, then the
2: show ends, so. No, we don't want that. Can we book the show again right after? Uh, No. Just keep talking. No one's, no one's going to listen to your voice like this. It sounds bad. What does it it sound like? Let's
1: let's let's get into it. Let's get into a three-minute conversation about what my what my uh, what my voice sounds like. What does it sound like? That's so that's so bad. I can hear you guys fine.
0: I don't think the three minutes would cover it, but it's like very (laughs) staticky. It sounds like you're talking through
2: um a tinsel maybe like Roberto. I said that. Roberto, remember like '90s grunge with the guitar and the distortion pedal? The I
0: said it's pedal, like yeah. he's
2: talking into a microphone that's connected to a distortion pedal. All
1: right, let's try something different. How about I'll call about in on another phone? That?
0: I'm not, not even talking, talking on a headset. Relax, man. Are you talking on a headset? Or are you talking on a? Cell phone? No, I was talking on a phone, but all oh, right, yeah, but hold on. Let me just the fuck cell? this thing. Yeah, cell phone. Like I always
1: do. This is really great radio, guys. Is this better?
0: Before, why can't you answer my question?
1: I did. I said a cell phone.
2: You not hear me anymore? We can hear you. The sound is so unenjoyable
1: and uh, try that notes. I don't want. All right, shut up. I'm gonna try something else. Hold on. Oh, Rob just hung up on us. I guess I, I guess I offended him. Hold on, I'm gonna try something else. Just keep talking. Go ahead, Shane. I'm gonna try something else.
2: Okay. Uh, well, I'm really. I always try to look forward to. Uh, like the I I'm a big WWE Mark. Even though, like, and I hate complaining about it all the time, but the product has become, like, just really bad, where I'm kind of looking forward to just being at home tonight and, like, relaxing and watching the pay-per-view. It's, like, fun for me after a long week. Like, I know I'm just going to be bored to tears during this entire pay-per-view, and I'm not going to enjoy it, and I'm going to have it up on my computer and then not pay attention to it and then maybe miss the one, like, highlight of the night. So, I mean, I guess there's some things I could look forward to. I wouldn't mind. Uh, I guess The Undertaker has to come out tonight if they're planning this uh, this thing at WrestleMania with uh, Bray Wyatt. So, I'm going to be looking for that. Or at least they have to heavily tease it, like, with the gongs and the you know, maybe a druid or some crap or a, a video montage. They have to do something, so I'm looking forward to that. Wait, I don't okay. even know who Bray is facing tonight. I have no clue. I think uh, it's on the Not like better, a, by the way. You yeah, that's better? much better. Much okay. better. Infinitely better. What were you doing before? I just moved around, basically, to try. No, now you're phasing. You're, you're in and out again. With
1: this. All right. All right, but I, as I, what I was saying was I don't think Bray Wyatt's on the card tonight, actually. He's not? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Now uh, there's yeah, tons of no, feedback. No, no, do you have
2: the sound up or something? Are you listening to your own self speak?
1: What do you mean? What, are you can hear me twice or something now? Yeah. Oh, for Christ's sake! Uh, Just keep keep rambling, and I'll try to fix it.
2: Do you have it on speakerphone? No. Weird. Um, I can talk about some other promotions. Uh, I've really been I'm once again I'm 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 a true Mark, and I've been watching TNA Impact Impact. on Destination On Destination America. And I think it's been a pretty enjoyable watch. I know it's terrible but just in its schlockiness, it's been I think a decent. It's kinda like I guess it's um like the way girls uh you know, depressed girls in their like uh mid twenties, early thirties, like watch uh romantic comedies and obsess over they don't have a man. I watch, like, TNA <laughs> Impact, and obsess over that I don't have a good wrestling promotion to follow. That's not uh, Japanese.
1: One day you um,
2: uh Where are you now, Chris?
1: I am, I'm back to my normal spot where we usually do the show.
2: That's much better. Excellent. I'm glad. I don't understand why you just ruined... A half hour of podcast. Uh,
1: <laughs> one, one. It was only fifteen minutes, and two, I, it wasn't intended to be ruined. I, was, I actually felt where I was going to be going was going to be better for sound than where I normally am.
2: No, you're wrong. You're horribly wrong.
1: Well, we. I apologize to all the listeners out there who might listen to this first fifteen minutes and be like, "What the fuck?" and turn us off. Hopefully, you didn't turn us off. Uh, we're we're still here. Now we're going to actually talk. Hopefully. About some of the topics that we were going to talk about, without worrying about mic sound and whatnot.
2: Well, but, I was uh, actually talking about. Uh, I'd like to finish up my comments on TNA. Oh please, please TNA. do. I, I
1: apologize yes. for cutting in.
2: Oh no, no, don't apologize, my co-host. But uh, so uh, TMA, I mean, just to me, like I said, it's been an enjoyable watch. I mean, they do everything very terribly, but there's something. Uh, that I appreciate in its terribleness. Um, And there's some real highlights on the show. Like uh, one of the – I really think, and i said this before on this podcast, that EC3, uh, Ethan Carter, the former Derek Bateman, and WWE Developmental, is if I had to choose one, like, hot prospect – you know, like the new generation, not prospect is the wrong word, but just like the new generation, somebody that's uh, going to, um, you know, just really lead the way for professional wrestling if given the right push past, like, the Cena era, before uh, Seth Rollins, before Dean Ambrose, before Bray Wyatt, I'd put Ethan Carter, the third. He's so good on the mic. He has such a personality. He's okay. And then, like, okay, at the risk of sounding very odd here, and I don't think uh, I will, but he's 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 handsome. He has like that face or whatever. And like the obvious comparison is maybe like a Finn Balor, but Ethan Carter, EC3, is also hysterical. His comedy chops are ridiculous. He's like a very, very funny guy too. He's not as good as a worker as Finn Balor. Oh, sorry, I didn't say Finn Balor that I put Ethan Carter above. A uh, little tangent, but I think Finn Balor too. I think Finn Balor is somebody that um, the WWE should really wake up to and just realize that they can book a company around this guy. Not to be over dramatic, but. They should, like, um, uh, and I was saying, to, to make that comparison, I was saying that EC3 is even above that uh, Finn Balor level. I really believe that. So I really like watching Q&A for that reason. He's always great on the mic. The gimmicks he has going with Rockstar Spud, I think they're better, much better as a team. But when they're adversaries, it's great too. Um, he's hurt right now, but it's going to – be interesting when he gets into that main event picture. Um, and now they're doing, like, Chris, have you been watching TNA at all?
1: I uh, Except for the uh, the first episode they did on Destination America, I actually haven't been watching TNA.
2: Okay. Let me just back so fill you in a little. Now they have, uh, and this will be a nice segue into our next topic, but now they have a faction uh, <laughs> called the Beatdown Clan. And the beatdown clan is, uh, led by, uh, MVP. And in the beatdown clan, there's Kenny King, uh, Loki and Samoa Joe. And they're like the bad guys of TNA and like, um, uh, they're very loyal to each other. Their main adversary right now is like Kurt Angle and Bobby Lashley. And they're obsessed with, uh, Getting the title and therefore like gaining control of TNA. Um, right. Sounds familiar. And I think like yeah, very predictable angle. And once again, I think in the same way that I, I watch like TNA, just because I like EC3, I watch TNA uh, also because I MVP whenever he has the mic in his hand, and I think he backs up. I think he's another good wrestler. He he's been great like in this role. Um, but now, uh, another topic that we can sort of tangent off to is, uh, that Samoa Joe oh. has left TNA. Hello, Rob. Welcome back.
0: <laughs> How long have I been on hold?
2: You
1: had not been on hold.
0: Yes, I have. At least four minutes, my phone says.
1: No, I, 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 as soon as you called back in, I let you into the conversation, dude. You have not been on hold at all. I'm glad I wouldn't start singing to myself uh, killer songs
0: or start talking to myself about how much I hate you guys. Oh, that's very um, good.
2: Guys, guys, I was leading into this segue right, this uh, yep. as I was talking about TNA, about how Samoa Joe has left TNA, uh, big which news. was stunning, just shocking. And well, uh, I news. think... I personally, I don't think he has a place in the WWE. He's a very fat man, a disgusting fat man, which the WWE doesn't appreciate, uh, just like larger society. But um, he will, I mean, where do you see TNA go, uh, Samoa Joe going? Uh, where do you see him ending up? Like, please tell me.
0: Uh, probably Arby's or um
2: first. <laughs> Uh, yeah. That's
0: followed maybe by uh, Rick of Honor or, or Lucha Underground. I mean, I, 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 I'm i not totally shocked he left. He's been there since the beginning. I kind of look at it in the same light as AJ Styles leaving. It's like, what more is the guy really going to accomplish, accomplish there? Um, the company's having a bunch of financial issues. Uh, maybe they're heading in a new direction, you know, changed the name last year, stuff like that. I mean, I don't follow it as much as you do, Shane. I actually don't really follow it that much at all other than what you tell me in what I read online or hear other people talk about. Um, Chris probably
1: has more of a, uh
0: in-depth knowledge of where he's been and where he might be going. What do you think, Chris?
1: Uh, well, I think well, I think it's a big loss. It, it, it seems like a big loss to TNA. It's one of their flagship guys that have been there since the beginning. But I actually don't think... I think this uh, parting is actually long overdue. I mean, you can tell Joe hasn't wanted to be there in uh, a long time, and his lack of motivation is also really not helped DNA. And I mean, having him on the roster, they haven't done anything with him, so he hasn't really benefited that much from being there. Um, As far as what he's going to do now, I mean, I I, I assume he'll follow um, the AJ Styles path, only to not as much success as AJ has. I expect him to be. I definitely expect him to be back in Ring of Honor. Um, making dates for them and uh, other indies, the way AJ Styles uh, went. Um, I could see him going to one of the other promotions. You know, I've heard that Lucha Underground and New Japan both have interest in him. I don't know about him in New apparently, Japan
2: so much. Apparently, everybody's interested in him except TNA. There's even interest on the part of WWE. I don't think it's a serious interest that they're going to actively pursue him yeah. as, a, as a free agent, but there has been feelers.
1: I agree with that, uh, Shane. I think there is uh, interest in him and uh, with within some you know members of WWE. Uh, there's definitely a lot of people that uh, like him and would like to see him there. I mean, Steve Austin definitely makes a makes a point to always say that he thinks Samoa Joe should go to WWE. I could see them giving him a tryout. I could see them offering him uh, a spot in NXT, but more of in the role of a guy who with the expectations that he's never going to get to the main roster, he's just going to be a good hand in NXT to, uh, to have good matches and, and uh, help get young guys ready. And I think uh, that's what they're ultimately going to offer him there, and I don't think he's going to take that. So I definitely see him staying on the Indies, maybe do some dates for New Japan, Lucha Underground, and definitely Ring of Honor. I mean, they're definitely going to have a homecoming for him at Ring of Honor. I think that's where we're most likely going to see Joe end up.
2: Um. And you just uh the role that you uh just uh alluded to that Joey that uh Joey Styles. Oh listen to me, guffaw, um Samoa Joe could play in NXT. We had a surprise entrance this week on uh NXT, a show that I'd like to talk to more. But I'll just touch upon the resurgence and reappearance of Rhino on NXT. Roberto, what do you think about that?
0: I was going to get an elevator. I'm probably not able to talk to you about it. But I think uh, you were a big fan of his in ECW. Um, he actually kind of surpassed my expectations when he was in WWE. I guess it was because of the hardcore matches and stuff like that. And he was a crowd favorite. I mean, people kind of cheered him. You know? I don't think he got a super push or anything like that. Because um, he's also not kind of like Joe, a huge guy. I mean, he's wide and he's thick, but he's not WWE. Uh, he's bigger than Rusev.
2: Oh. Is he? Definitely. Definitely. Rhino was a big, thick guy, and I mean, they're just portraying Rusev as like this big monster. I think they they do it well, actually. That's WWE's. Protection. They have like some. They focus on Rusev and some interesting camera angles and everything. Um, Super, but Rusev isn't a big guy. Rhino's bigger. Definitely, I would agree with that. Uh, Chris, what do you think about Rhino's uh, appearance in uh, NXT, and wh- what do you think this bodes for? Is just just a a one off? Is he? Staying in NXT, um, uh, do you think we'll see him back on the main roster? I don't think it's a it's a very large point. You can also say you don't care. But what? what, (laughs) But did that uh, shock you at all, or what? What do you think?
1: It was it was surprising to see him uh, in NXT. I think it's going to be like exactly what we were talking. What I was saying before with Joe, I think it's going to be that you know just to have some fuse with some guys and. Uh, put young guys over, which is fine for him, especially at this point in his career. I mean, that's. I don't think he can expect much more than that. I definitely don't expect to see him on the main roster. I mean, he's definitely going to stick around for a while. I mean,
2: uh, I don't, you
1: know, I'm not going to spoil anything. I right read ahead as far as the, the, the NXT tapings. He's definitely around and has some matches. Uh, I don't know how long he's going to be there, but uh, but I mean, I think it's I think it's a good role. I mean, I think that's what they need down there, especially for guys who aren't the uh you know the Finn Balors, the, the Kevin Owens, the Sami Zayn, the guys who aren't so already internationally trained and well versed in the business. You know some of those younger guys who are coming through that system, they need somebody they need somebody to work with and uh that'll make them look good but also, you know, like I said there is always that old saying that in wrestling in order to get better, you have to work with somebody who's better than you as opposed to somebody who's on that level and I think Rhino could definitely serve that role.
2: That's an old saying. I've never heard that before, ever. You never heard that
1: before. Just that, like what I uh, what I was saying is that in in professional wrestling, the only way to get better is to work with guys who are better than you, and are more experienced than you, as opposed to somebody who's on their same level. That's why work, you know, for younger guys, working with a guy like Rhino would be a positive.
2: I I think you hear that just in like life, like not necessarily in wrestling. Okay, I don't whatever know. You say. <laughs> hey, whatever uh, you say, man. I don't like how when he came out, and I, they must be instructed to, obviously, it's a part of like the storyline of NXT as an organization. They're like, oh, Rhino wants to revitalize his career. Like, that is the line they that? keep
1: using for anyone yeah, that's I, down to NXT. I hate that.
2: Why do they say that? Just just say, oh, he's here in NXT. He wants to, you know, he's a He's here now. He likes the competition and and wants to fight for the NXT type. I'm sure, like, like, and and obviously it's part of a larger issue, like the way they want to market and position NXT for the company, for, like, the WWE in general. So, like, but why can't NXT just be its own standalone promotion? Like, I hate that they're all trying to get up to the WWE. And but obviously I think ultimately that's like,
1: a bit. Very... I mean, I think ultimately... The funny part is even though NXT is WWE, I really think that as far as Vince McMahon goes, if he ever looked at another wrestling company as a threat, the threat is NXT. It's not TNA, it's not to him anyway, it's not New Japan, it's not Lucha Underground. It's NXT. NXT is the threat to his to his company. Even though it's his even though NXT is also his. Yeah. Yeah,
2: no, I agree with you.
1: So definitely interesting when you think of it in those terms. I mean, the guy's basically threatened by his own company, but or a part, a division of his own company. But like NXT, you know, it's it's, I, it, it's never gonna. I don't know if it's ever gonna be anything more than a super indie, but you know, or basically the the equivalent of a super indie. But I mean, that that show and Lucha Underground are by far my favorite wrestling shows. On, and there's a ton out there right now, and those those two just really just raise the bar above all the rest. So, I, as much as I understand why these guys want to get to the main roster for my own personal enjoyment, I don't want them to get to the main roster. I'd rather them just stay at NXT. I'm
2: surprised you watch uh, Lucha Underground. I, I don't, don't Lucha I'm Underground.
1: An, it's great.
2: Cause I don't because I'm an American, so I don't watch Lucha Underground.
1: You know they tape Lucha Underground in L.A., right?
2: I'm not interested in that. I'm okay, well you're
1: missing out, buddy, because that show is fantastic. Not only is the wrestling fantastic, especially if you're a fan of that, like you know, high flying, uh, you know, spot, you know, a lot of spots, things like that. If you're a fan of that, that's definitely a great product. But the storytelling and especially the production is. It's fantastic. They shoot that thing like a movie. It's so different with regard to like the va- the backstage stuff. It's just a great show to watch and I, I would I'm recommend gonna, it to I'm anybody, gonna, including you.
0: I'm gonna chime in real quick while the motorcycles and the buses aren't uh whizzing by me.
1: Good idea. Um, Where are I'm you going?
0: Uber. Now? I'm waiting for an Uber. Um Vince Russo was spotted entering the VIP tent at Lucha Underground. Indeed, uh, that was one of my topics. Oh, uh, sorry. That no, that's good. No, I'm
1: glad. No, I'm glad you brought it up. I'm glad. No need to apologize. I'm glad you brought it up. All
0: right, I'll jump on mute until I jump in the Uber. Then, then you won't hear this all these cars and stuff.
1: Okay, sure. Very professional of me. You are. You. Are, you are. You are the, the the part of this show that keeps us afloat with your professional uh, demeanor. So anyway, yes. I mean, I don't know if you even care, Shane, or if it's any or if anything you even took notice about. But apparently, Vince Russo. Was it the uh, the last uh, one or two Lucha Underground tapings? And his story was he's there to watch, and then he was going to interview somebody for his podcast or whatever. Uh, You know, he's denying that he's actually in talks to join the creative team at Lucha Underground. I don't buy that. I mean, the guy's a professional liar. And um, not only that, I mean, I just, if anyone from Lucha Underground might happen to be listening to this, I doubt it, but in case they are, please, for the love of God, do not bring that ass clown onto the creative team. It is so good right now as it is. Do not fuck it up by bringing Vince Russo that cancer on board. What do you think, Shane, if you have any opinion whatsoever?
2: I mean, I don't understand like like uh, like if companies like there's the same controversy with TNA, like if companies want to hire Vince Russo like, who the hell am I? Like, obviously, the companies see that he has some talents that no, nobody else can provide. Like, it's very odd that wrestling fans are against Vince Russo being hired. Like, isn't that weird? Because, like, I mean, other companies in the position that want to hire and, like, have talent and creative writing teams, like, they want to hire Vince Russo. Like, so so why should wrestling fans even care?
1: I, like, I think... guess there's so... no go ahead. Finish. What? Finish your
2: point. No, I mean, no, I guess there's sort of comparisons in other sports, like like you don't want a manager, like being hired. Like, give me, I don't know. Tell me, like a. I mean, to me,
1: like I think a part of it isn't that he's so talented, and people say, "Oh, he's so talented. We have to get him on our on our show." I just think it's it's like old habits. It's like we know Vince Russo. Uh, has been in the business before. He's done this before, and he had some modicum of success. So if we don't know who you know what else who else to turn to, or you know because there's no real bookers out there anymore, uh, you know let's just hire Vince Russo. Because I mean, WWE is really the the main only uh, one that really goes with like hey we're gonna have a team of fifty thousand writers. I mean they don't do that other in other places. But at the same time there's no really such thing as a booker anymore. The old bookers are. Are gone, so I think it's just like okay. Well, we know Russo's around, and he and he's done this before, so let's just bring him in. I don't really think it has to do a hundred percent with people saying, "Oh man, that is a talented guy right there."
2: So you think people are just hiring him because he's the only one with the resume out there?
1: Yeah, I think to an extent. I mean, who else? Name. Give me another
2: name. Give me another name. Yeah, I, mean, I-, I don't know. Uh, Kevin Kelly. I know he doesn't have a job. What do you um, mean? Kevin
1: Kelly is a ring of honor announcer.
2: Is he still doing that?
1: Uh, as as far as I know, if
0: he's Hey guys I'm in, sorry.
1: I'm back in the car now, I can talk, you can hear me. Hi. Good to hear you. What are your thoughts on this whole Vince Russo uh uh debacle? Me and him have been going back and forth about it. I mean well first do you believe that he's not really there to uh, you know, have meetings about joining the creative because he denies it. And, oh, yeah, i sure. What do you think Look, about the what do you think about the possibility of him actually joining the creative team?
0: You know, you you're going to deny anything until something's official, right? I mean, I was negotiating a a job for six months and I couldn't say anything. Uh, it, you don't do it until you sign the actual paperwork, right? So you're going to deny, deny, deny. You're not going to say something that hasn't happened yet either. So by him denying it, he's not exactly lying if he hasn't signed anything, right? Uh, I'm sure he's there, and I'm sure that that sort of conversation has come up. Um, I don't know how in-depth, you know, no one really knows, I guess, unless you're in the know. Um, I think that he sometimes is credited too much with the success that he had in uh, Connecticut. I think sometimes that uh, there's a little bit of the right place, right time, and kind of sea change in the whole industry. I uh, Granted, you know, he was the one that kind of pushed the envelope a little bit. Not always great. I mean, look at the stuff he did uh, when, he, when he left uh, Vince and he went uh, – Elsewhere and look at the stuff that happened with TNA. I mean, it's just uh,
2: there was a
0: lot of stuff he did well. Uh, he, I, I almost like like to say a lot of stuff he he did almost more 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 worse things. I don't know. What, what do you think, Shane?
1: I mean, yeah, yeah i Vince Russo. Keen. He like he thinks Vince Russo must have talent. That's why people keep hiring him.
0: Yeah, is this Shane, no, or Chris. No. I, I thought I asked no, that's, Shane.
1: That's Chris. You should know. You should know my voice by now, sweetheart. So yeah,
0: but you should know your name. I asked Shane, and then you started talking. I know, sorry.
2: I think it's all just, right. like, I I don't... I'm not impressed with Vince Russo's career at all, like, in the slightest. But, I mean, like, I, I just don't understand... Like, I don't understand, like, the whole story. Like, so Vince Russo has to be secret about him taking a job at a particular place? Like, and... And, like, who is it for, I just think at the same time, yeah, I'll go back to my main point, like, who is it for the fans or me or you and I to say, like, no, don't hire this guy. Like, they want to make, like, a hiring decision. And, uh, like, and, yeah, he's the only one out there with, like, the resume and the experience. Like, and maybe they have to be creative and think outside the box and, like you said, like, hire some undergrad with a, BFA and creative writing from Vassar and, and get them in there, and just ask them to write the show. Like maybe they should be more creative with things like that. But if they want to hire Vince Russo, fine, hire Vince Russo. And why does Vince Russo has to be? I don't, I don't know. I don't understand the whole controversy. I, I, I mean, I well, think they have a I lot think, of writers. They have. I, them,
0: I they think have, they have well, Vince Russo is
2: okay as long as he has
1: a filter, like he had Vince McMahon. If he goes to Lucha Underground and he has to run all his ideas by, you know, Conan, who. I'm not sure if Conan books Lucha Underground. I know he books, you know, AAA, but I don't know if he books Lucha. But like assuming that's the case, let's say he has to run everything by Conan first before he before they put it on TV. Then it might be all right. Maybe it'll be okay. We'll see. But I mean, I think I'd rather just not fuck with it because right now it's good. So why 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 change it at all?
2: Yeah, I don't really watch it as much as I've seen some episodes. I I wasn't too, just not for me. Like like you said, it seems like a soap opera. Like like I just didn't have really I think really they call them
0: novellas. Call novellas.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Not my thing. All right. So very
1: uh, let's kind of gay, on one like to... very gay
2: show. Like a very uh, like just struck me that way.
1: You
0: suck. Uh I anyway. a little off on that one, Chris.
1: I know, dude, I was I was I wasn't at the computer. I had to run back for it. It's uh alright, so let's go from one set of negotiations to another. So there's a report out recently that uh Ring of Honor had preliminary talks with Spike T V to do monthly specials on Spike. So I mean I'm actually surprised by this because I mean seeing that Ring of Honor is owned by Sinclair, who is, you know, his own kind of cable, has his own cable networks. Uh, I'm surprised, or well, not cable networks, but, you know, networks, that they would, um, you know, be on board with negotiating with Spike for for this. But at the same time, I mean, it's only monthly specials, and I'm sure they would get a, you know, cut of it. But what do you think about it? I mean, what do you think about Ring of Honor uh, running monthlies on on Spike. Do you think it's a good idea? Is it even worth it uh, for Spike? Or you know, to t- t- to do this? Uh, what do you think about it, Rob? I mean, if it's gonna help their product, yes. I mean,
0: I think a company like that obviously has knows its limit to a certain extent, and you don't want to have what happened to ECW when they went to TNN, where it's just it wasn't the network wasn't a good move for them you know they were almost better off the way they were before doing pay-per-view structures and um and you know grassroots you know touring and stuff like that um sometimes companies aren't ready to get get bigger you know sometimes they're better when they're smaller uh i guess it depends on the deal that they get the business points um whether or not they have the distribution i mean like and the ratings that they're supposed to get with the distribution i think their pay-per-view model, I don't know if that's been successful or not. Uh, At the end of the day, I mean, these companies, I mean, aren't there to, like, become the next, you know, WWE. They're there to almost, in a sad way, to kind of just pay the bills and and keep afloat. Um, What do you guys think? Shane?
2: I mean, I heard those rumors were completely unfounded, (laughs) that they're not in negotiations at all, like they were made up.
1: No, did you? Where I didn't, I did not hear that. I mean, I heard the initial, you know, the initial report about it from. Uh, I forgot who actually wrote the story, but
2: uh, I mean, I uh, I I never I don't understand like TM. I really never liked um, ROH like in any incarnation. I I never enjoyed it. Probably because the production is so bad. If they brought like some better production, I might be into it a little more. But the just, like, all those pay-per-views and everything, the productions, like, sucked. Like, um, I just never was a huge fan of that promotion. So, to the point where even if it is on TNA, like, I might not even watch. Like, I know that, that a lot of wrestling fans really like ROH. I just never got into it. I just think they're trying to create, like, that ECW magic. They have so many bad wrestlers. Like, I hate the... God, every time I, I I try to get into it, there's like the Briscoes or Jay Lethal sucking it up. Like I just can't stand like that roster. So I don't know. I just don't have an opinion on it. Like I thought that um um uh yeah, if TNA is gonna, it doesn't make sense to me. If TNA or Spike or whatever wants a new um uh wrestling promotion, they should have just stuck with TNA. With TNA, they had 102 million viewers every week. Like really, you know, very decent ratings. Um, it just wasn't growing; it was decreasing. So who knows how far it would have went? But they 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 could have put more, you know, money maybe more marketing like behind that. It doesn't seem to make sense them going to a smaller wrestling promotion when they already had what they're seeking with TNA. I, I I heard that that was just a rumor, so I don't know. I don't have too much else to say on that, Chris.
1: I mean, I think I think if, if Spike TV still wants to have some kind of wrestling presence, I don't think this is necessarily a bad move. Uh, one because it's unlike with you know Impact, they only have to uh, worry about you know monthly specials as opposed to a weekly program. At the same time, it's good for it would be good for Ring of Honor to get you know the extra. Exposure because even their TV program now it's not Sinclair Broadcasting does not have a wide net as far as um, who it reaches. I mean, it's not even in you know the biggest markets Chicago, New York City, you know, it's in these smaller markets. So it would definitely get them more exposure to do something on Spike TV. And I think as far as your point, as far as you know, why didn't they stick with TNA? I mean, I think a lot of that reason is not related to the product itself, but you know, related to all the bullshit, like with with the Russo thing and, and you know, them bashing TNA, uh, Spike as like a bad partner, when I would say that Spike bent over backwards for TNA. I think that has as much to do with it as the financial part of it.
2: I mean, I'm not... Really sense. Sense. Whatever. What the hell was that? Is
1: that one of your sound effects, Chris? No,
0: <laughs>
1: oh. I figured you were like getting beeped or something like by, you know, somebody like on the street. <laughs>
0: I was by like three cars. All
1: right. I'm actually on my way to get a flat white. Chris, have you uh, enjoyed the experience of a flat white yet? I have not, but once I make it out to visit you in Florida, I will try one.
0: You, you to go that
1: far. they're everywhere. You don't have to go to Florida. Where what I've never even I've never heard of
2: this thing. What is it? It's a new drink at Starbucks, and it's so good. And it's like oh, it's really expensive. Like a grande costs like six bucks. And I'm gonna go broke on it. Like I'm gonna just gonna there, and, the WWE's gonna make a DVD, and it's gonna be called the self destruction of Shane Winter. And it's gonna be me just sitting in my apartment with empty flat white containers all around me. Okay, and what's in this flat white? What makes it so good? Rob, describe it. I don't know how to. It's
0: a couple of shots of espresso, um, and I think I get it with soy milk because if you just drink it with regular milk, it's going to be say 4,000 calories. But uh, I don't know. I'm on my way there now. I'll, I'll order one for the podcast and we'll see how
1: how it goes. All right. Well, do we should uh, get together uh, one time soon? We'll all go down to Florida. We'll meet up. We'll we'll watch a show together, and we'll do a live. Broadcast together for the first time, and we'll drink flat whites the whole time.
0: We should have done that tonight.
1: Uh, I don't know about, I don't know about tonight. Maybe maybe for WrestleMania. I mean, that's a big enough that's a big enough event, right, for us to actually go meet up together. Yeah, I agree. I won't go to Florida though,
2: because uh, I'm American.
1: <laughs> right, Rob. Well, you, you know, yeah. We Shane and I are in New York. Maybe you should come back to New York, and we could watch it together. Maybe you guys should shut the hell up.
0: It's freezing in New York. Why would I go
1: there? I heard it was uh, like in the 40s in Florida. What was that like for those people down there? I'm on the beach right now. It's fucking sunny and hot as hell. Actually, leaving
0: the beach to go. go. I'm leaving the beach to go get a flat white. So you got from the Uber Mm -hmm. car to the beach that quickly?
2: Well, technically,
0: I live on the beach. I took an Uber car. Yeah, why did you town. take a cab? I'm going to meet people later on in a different area, away from where I live. So, I'm killing time with the podcast on the beach. I shouldn't say killing time. That sounds oh, really not are you? the podcast. Killing time. Okay. I apologize. Right after I said it. So.
2: I'm actually wasting my entire. I'm. I'm happy. I don't know what's going on. Like, I woke up. My apartment's a mess. It's like too cold outside. And I don't know what to do. <laughs> i just stayed inside, like, wandering around in my apartment all day in my underwear.
0: <laughs>
2: like a confused old man.
0: I just watched St. Vincent. That reminds me a lot about you, Shane.
1: You guys answered so interesting.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to give you guys a flavor of Florida. Oh, thank you.
2: Florida's just hicks and immigrants. sucks. You guys getting this? It's cold.
1: I I'm getting something in the background. Uh again, just the professionalism in the show is just at an all time i I'm I'm, I'm I'm the barbershop window podcast street team right now. You're you're a, you're on the scene correspondent, huh? Why do not you interview some people, Rob? Ask them what they think about the Fast Lane show tonight. Because the only people right now don't
0: speak
2: English or
1: are Brazilian prostitutes.
0: What uh, did I just say?
1: Go go
2: there. Pick, pick sex immigrant
0: Hey hey Chris's wife is uh Hispanic. My what? Uh your lady friend is Cuban, right? Or your your child is half Cuban.
1: My, my half Cuban. soon to be my soon to be ex-wife. Okay, that's uh, your your children, I'm sorry, your
0: children are half Cuban. My children are
1: half Cuban, that is true.
0: There you go. <sighs> you should move with them to Miami so they get, you know, immersed in the uh, cultural heritage.
1: Uh, I would love to do that, but I'd have to kill my ex first, and, uh, you know, as much as I wouldn't mind doing that, uh, it's, you you know, it's
2: too messy. This podcast is now, like, evident.
1: It's taken a dark turn, and yes, now, see, now I have this recording that's going to be used against me. Shane, should I... Eric my (music) wife?
0: Has that been done before? Iced flat white? What's that? Should I do an iced Ice. flat white? Is, is that even possible? If I
2: was in Florida, though, I wouldn't eat. In Miami, the one thing they do have good then, there's like really good coffee. Like every coffee? place has good coffee? Yeah, I wouldn't go to Starbucks. i just get it anywhere.
1: Well, I'll have to make a trek out to Starbucks and try one of these things.
2: Starbucks are very accessible. You can get it anywhere. There's one right around the corner. Okay, I don't disagree
1: with that. I didn't know that it was at Starbucks because I'd never heard of this thing before. I will. I will do that. I will go out, get myself a flat white, and next week's show can be completely about flat whites if you prefer.
2: Flat White Society.
1: There you go. New name for the podcast. Anyone likes that Anyone wants us to, uh, to change the name of the podcast to the Flat White Society? Drop us an email: barbershopwindowpodcast at gmail dot com. Let us know.
2: What's the next topic?
1: Uh, I don't know. Unless I mean, do you guys want to talk at all about uh, the uh, the new Japan New Beginning shows? Do you want to talk about the CM Punk lawsuit? What do you guys want to talk about? Rob. Oh, did we
2: lose him already? Okay, um, well then you we can talk- I mean, yeah. Let's talk about the CM Punk lawsuit. Um, All right, let's do it. So, long story think-
1: short, obviously, everyone knows that you know CM Punk did the podcast with Colcabana a couple of months ago, uh, where you know a big part of the podcast focused on him claiming that he had a baseball size lump uh and his lower back, uh, that he asked the WWE doctor, Doctor Chris Amon or Amon, to excise on uh, a number of occasions he wouldn't do it. Ultimately he went to AJ Lee's doctor, found out it was MRSA and, you know, was told he could have died and, and that it was a huge painful experience to get rid of it. Now the doctor is suing him uh basically for defamation. I mean there's obviously other things in there but it's basically, you know, a defamation suit. Yeah, yeah.
0: As an attorney, you you should know the things that uh, Punk and Colt. Well, I made the two less percent Colt, but the things
1: that Punk was saying were, were weren't the smartest things to say.
0: Uh, I yeah, I agree to-
1: with that. Uh, they weren't. <laughs> the, they were not the uh, the smartest thing to say. He definitely opened himself up uh, to being sued. That's for sure. Um, I mean, the main thing is though he has to prove this. This doctor now, Eamon, uh, has to prove that wow, everything that he yeah,
0: said was not true. There's a lot of millions and millions of listeners to that podcast, so as professional opinion, well. you know,
1: I am. I know. I, 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 I was saying he wasn't foolish for uh, for for saying what he did. He definitely should have kind of saw this as possibly coming. I mean, I was thinking that when I was listening to it that I wouldn't be surprised if this guy sued him. But but at the same time, I mean, right. he
2: has to. Is it possible iced?
1: White. What? Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> back here.
2: Back here. We're hearing our answers. The Rob, what they say? Uh, all right,
1: I'm tired of talking. Go ahead.
2: He just asked for an ice flat white. We need to hear what happens. Oh, I didn't hear. All right, let's listen. Because you were rambling like an idiot. Oh, uh, he asked me a question, Dick. Um. Okay. Well, I think that the. I I think, yeah, I'm in agreement with you guys. I think CM Punk had it coming. Like, what an idiot. He's just seeming more and more like this spoiled-like narcissist that, you know, will just say, like, anything, sort of, right? Like CM Punk. Uh, I mean, he had like, this very, like, uh, you know,
1: I don't care what I'm going to say because I'm untouchable type, type attitude when yeah. he said it. But I mean, he definitely opened himself up to these problems. But like I was saying, the doctor now has to prove that this shit wasn't true. Now, what he said wasn't true. I mean, he has the burden to show that it's not true. Like, that's going to be his defense. Punk's defense is going to be that it was true, so it's not defamation. And and so now the doctor has to, you know, has to show that the shit's not true. I mean, yeah. I
2: think – I have no doubt that CM Punk had this bad lesion on his back. Like, I have no doubt. But the way just, like, CM Punk behaves and, like, the testimony – i i what I strongly doubt is that he even pulled the doctor, like he even saw the doctor. you know what I mean, like
1: uh, I don't doubt I actually believe that he did. I don't know if it was as uh as many times as he said, or as you know clear that yeah, like yeah. get this thing out of me right now, yeah, yeah, that I might not be the case, kid, anything like that like yeah, yeah i I don't know I mean in the end, I think it does. <laughs> It almost doesn't matter which side is telling the truth because uh, it's going to settle like all cases like this do. Uh, this thing is never going to see the inside of a courtroom. So, you know, I don't expect it to go. I mean, it's going to be fun to watch it develop, but, but I don't actually expect, uh, you know, that to go to court. I expect the guy to get a settlement out oh. of it,
2: you know, and that's it. Oh, what about that weird video that WWE put out where they show, like, uh, you saw that, Chris? I didn't see it. I heard about it. Did they put out like, oh, a statement like, hey,
1: judge for yourself. Here's, like, the Royal Rumble or whatever. And they showed, and, like, close-ups of his back and whatever. Right. It was so weird. Yeah, but yeah. But I also know, I also remember from the podcast that, um, was two, well, two things. One, I remember from the podcast that he said that the actual lump was below the trunk line. Like, a little bit below. And if you see, uh, yeah. uh, there's a picture. There's a picture of him like showing his scar off or something like that while he was on a serious XM show or something like that, and he had to yeah. like pull his pants down slightly to like show where the scar was. So yeah. you know he may just not be able to see it because it was under the trunk line. And I've also heard that there's another picture or video or something from uh, late 2013, right before the Royal Rumble. Uh, I think one of the matches he had with Curtis Axel, where. It looks like he does have a lump on his like on his lower back. So so, you know, it's just gonna be a back and forth thing.
0: Yeah, like I said, I think tough, both yeah. sides
1: are slightly full of shit. Um, I do think I actually Who would you I, rather I represent, Chris? Would I rather represent? I'd rather uh, I don't know. It's tough. I probably would want to rep the uh the uh, the doctor only because he's gonna get a settlement out of it, but uh, uh, but but I mean at the same time it's gonna be a war of doctors. It's gonna be this guy's medical opinion and whatever records WWE has, if any, versus the records of the doctor that Punk went, who actually cut the thing out and what he observed and and what he was told yeah, and all that bullshit. Definitely, and definitely that's what it's the
0: going to be. They're gonna look at the operative report and the pathology report. To see if this backs up anything that Punk was claiming, obviously. So I mean, we, can, we really wait and see. Do they get the doctors on the stand and and look at the medical evidence?
1: I think it's going to be interesting. I think if, it, if uh, you know if they ever get to the point of calling witnesses, even if it's for depositions, to um, see if anyone, any employees of WWE, like other talent, are going to like be called to testify as to whether he told them anything about it, or they saw anything, yeah. or anything like that. That's
2: what, it's I, like be what be I think it's going to come go down to. That's what I think it's going to come down to. It's just that CM Punk, you know, had this lesion, this this thing on his back, but he didn't tell anyone at WWE. I I bet any amount of money on that. But that's like what what it's going to come out to.
1: I mean, because if he's if he's 100 telling the truth that he was back in you know in the back screaming like cut this fucking thing out of me, there's going to be other talent who can back that up.
0: Hey, great news, guys. Breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. Check the uh, barbershop window chat
2: real quick for breaking news. Okay. Chat. Oh, we have an ice flat light. Wow. Rob, this is amazing. Could you post this on our Tumblr and our Twitter and everything?
0: I think uh, Chris is in charge of all that, but yes, I'll do the Tumblr. I am? I didn't know I was. No, you do the Twitter. I'll do the Tumblr.
2: (laughs) What's, ve- nice. what's very funny is this story is that poor Starbucks worker, like, that He's has like, to write barbershop f- shop f- talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Very How's it nice, taste, Rob. Rob? Your dedication is unmatched.
0: It tastes
1: How's divine. How's taste? it taste?
0: It's like $7, right? Chris, Rob? you're missing out. You're missing out, Chris. I'm, you- I'm going to try Rob. one. I'm going to How I'm much did it cost? i never call. heard of it before. When they ask you your name, make sure you say Barbershop Window. It makes it taste that much better. All
2: right, I'll Rob, do
0: that.
2: Rob, how much did it cost?
0: Oh, like $32
2: probably. I didn't even look. I, yeah. I, I gave, so, gave him a 20 These drinks I gave a 20. are so fucking expensive. It's ridiculous. I gave but they're I gave so a 20 good. and I didn't get anything back. Oh, Rob, did you find out what was in it? Like why it tastes so good? Oh, you
0: know, it's like it's like two shots of espresso and a splash of milk and then whatever... I mean, special coffee, and then what other kind kinds? No, of sugar that's a cappuccino.
2: That's that's anything. That's I mean that that's every coffee drink ever. They do like something to it. Is well, there sugar go, in it? There's fucking sugar in it, right? No, that's why no, it sugar, tastes
0: no, so good. No, I don't I don't put any sugar in it now.
2: But they they do something to it, like it.
0: I'll go ask him. Find Hold on. All right.
2: All righty. So yeah, CM Punk. I don't know. I've, CM Punk has, I'm sure he's crying in bed over about it. I mean, has totally like lost me as a fan. I just think he sucks. Like, like what an annoying spoiled brat. That, that's I, we'll I, see, I
1: guess. I mean, the question, like I was starting to say before we had the uh, photo bomb, was, uh, yeah, you, you know, there may have been people who did hear him complain or see it, but then the question is. Since they're still employed with WWE, are they going to be willing to say that? Yeah, yeah. So, Breaking news, guys. The, um, the Coffee Connoisseur's Choice combines
0: uh, Ristretto shots made with Starbucks signature espresso roast and freshly strained whole milk with uh, microfoam, uh, expertly handcrafted for a genuine flat white experience.
1: You, you should definitely be a news correspondent. Your delivery is impeccable, and you're really selling the product. It's, it's very impressive.
2: Rob, did you I'm ever not read... Selling uh,
0: as, I'm not selling as good as Dolph Ziggler, though.
2: Rob, did you ever read Lunar Park? Uh, I did, actually. It's the one book by Brady Easton-Elston I never read. It's really good.
0: Oh, with the uh, the toy, like the peacock bird, the, bo- the parrot? Don't, don't. Complies. Rob! Stop! No. It can. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even remember. I read
2: the book like ten years ago. I was screaming over you, so I didn't hear anything. Okay.
1: Oh, why? Are you, are you just starting this book? Is that why? Yeah. Okay. I haven't read it either, so. It's good. I'm not. I'm not much of a reader.
0: Yeah, that's what going to law school will do to you. You don't ever really want to read the pleasure. Yeah.
1: Definitely true. So enough CM Punk. So, Shane, let me ask you, because this probably question applies more to you than Rob. Did you see the New Japan's uh, New Beginning shows in Osaka and Sendai?
2: I saw a lot of it. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, just great shows. I never have too much to say about these things, just because I think they're, I really mark out for everything, and I think it's all awesome. Um, but the one match that, that got a lot of, of credit was the Hanma Ishii. And I thought that was good. I thought it was very good. I don't think it was like a five-star, like, match of the year match. Um, I it thought it was really get...
1: good. Yeah. But it, yeah, it, it just
2: didn't give me that impression. It got, like, that kind of clamor. The diving headbutt off the top rope to the floor was awesome. I mean, that was a great spot. What? And just that the sounds training... crazy. That, yeah, that, it was that, crazy.
1: That was in a crazy spot. definitely was. He freaking bounced a, up like a foot, too,
2: after he hit him. Yeah, it was crazy.
1: I'm in uh, an alleyway.
0: It's the only quiet place in Miami Beach. And there's a box of...
2: Where nice are, are you exactly, Rob? Where, okay, where I'm going like, you, you guys it. a picture. No, just tell me where you are. What, Like, where are you?
0: I'm uh, in between Collins and Washington on... Well,
2: Why'd you have Collins to take a cab?
0: Cor- Collins Quartz. How the fuck out, man?
2: Where he took a cab to? It's like a 10-minute walk. Thank you. I'm tired of talking. <laughs> Yeah,
1: no problem. So anyway, going back to the New Japan show, I mean, yeah, that, that match was, was, was awesome. It was definitely the match of uh, both shows. Uh, just an incredible performance by both guys. I wouldn't expect anything different from a match between those two. They're both two of the top guys as far as putting on good matches, I think. Um, do I think it was as good, uh, you know, on the level of, of of Nakamura and Ibushi from the Tokyo Dome? No, I don't, I don't think that. I think it was one of... Maybe the top four best matches of the year so far, but but I don't think it's you know that top match of the year either. So, did you see did you see the match, Rob? At all? Obviously you didn't because you you were talking about uh, the headbutt spot being crazy. But did you see any of the show?
0: I did not. Um, I just sent you guys on the uh, chat feed of, of the, the barbershop window podcast uh, second screen experience as a guy walks well, by with a boombox like 1988 Manhattan over here um i, I want to watch it um i I, kinda, I i heard what people said like what Shane said how was a great match maybe not the best of the year but uh i'm I'm going to watch it probably later this evening if I have time before Fastlane or maybe
1: in lieu of Fastlane who knows in well you're not you not excited for the uh the the Fastlane pay-per-view tonight All right, While I have some peace and quiet. Um, I'm kind of upset they didn't go with
0: Rollins and Ziggler, and they ended up going with Ryback, Ziggler, and Rowan against the big slow and Kane and Rollins. Um, I have a point. My point of question was this that I was going to ask you guys, and that's part of this. Do you like the fact that they cut out the traditional pay-per-view that they've had for this month and now created this new fast lane, which really kind of doesn't make any real sense? I mean, it makes sense. The fact that whoever wins the main event is going to go to Mania, but that totally negates what we talked about before, and that being that the winner of the Royal Rumble goes. Um, what are your thoughts on the actual changing of the name of the pay per view and the, the format of the pay per view?
2: You mean um, from Elimination Chamber, right? Right. Yeah, which I, I think the like. more gimmicky, I think the more gimmicky pay per views they do the better, because that gives the pay per views a personality. Um, You know, it gives, like, a reason, an identity, a reason to watch than just having generic Fastlane pay-per-view. I think that's stupid. I don't know what's going on. I mean, the only thing I can say is maybe the Elimination Chamber. Like, I just experienced this in business. Like, Like, people, like, I'm sure the Elimination Chamber cost a lot of money, not only in terms of the setup and everything, like the actual display, but also just, like, the like, the, the marketing and the build-up and, like, the booking costs, like, it takes more effort than just, like, doing generic, like, half-ass pay-per-view, like, pipe fast lanes. Yeah, sure I had an does. interview
0: with uh, Steph McMahon where she said that a lot of the arenas uh, nowadays have more uh, larger scoreboards and stuff and, and video walls and video screens. It's actually a lot harder to physically uh, and use, raise the cage of uh, the, uh, or the chamber, I guess you call it, above the ring. And a lot of arenas actually
2: don't uh, support it. Okay, yeah. And then, fine. I actually didn't know that, but th- that's, I mean, I think obvious just from why they decide to make the decision. And it's just like sacrificing quality. It's just sacrificing quality and giving, like, a fuck you to the fans, like, to the lo- to, to the loyal fans.
1: So yeah, they're making, I think like, so, some business
2: decision, like, what? What? I agree, there are a lot of
0: fans of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. they you know what? Some, Every once in a while, you need a gimmick match. So.
2: Yeah, and they're making some like business decision, like looking at like um their QuickBooks and saying like, oh, well, we're gonna cut costs like here, here, and here by doing this, which is fine, but it's ultimately de- degrading the product. And it's just and it's just stupid. It sounds like a you know it sounds like a stupid like Stephanie McMahon decision. Like she's smarter than everyone, and she oh she's gonna like cut cost here. And just like, no, that's, it's just like, it's stupid. You know, it's just like a dumb thing to do. Like if they don't, I don't know. It's just frustrating. It just, it just reeks of, it's just, once again, it's just stupid. It's just a dumb decision.
1: Chris, what do you think? Um, well, I've never been a fan of the, gimmick pay-per-views as far as you know, the ones that used to be big gimmicks that get pulled out in important situations like the Elimination Chamber or Hell in a Cell or uh, things like that. So I'm not necessarily uh, sad to see that uh, pay-per-view go by the wayside. I also think uh, Elimination Chamber, especially with the one belt now, is, is tough to do because you already have the champion at the Royal Rumble. You assume in most cases they're not going to change who the champion is and you already have the Royal Rumble winner, which in theory is supposed to, you know, tell you who's going to face the champion. And without the, you know, the Elimination Chamber works if you have two belts, because then you could set up the second title match. But, but um, I mean, so it doesn't make much sense the way it is now. But at the same time, I mean, I personally would like to see, I don't think it would be a horrible idea to get rid of the February pay-per-view completely and just have a really long build to WrestleMania, but... That's a horrible idea. You lose money, it's bad business. Okay, I'm just I'm not talking about losing, you know, whether it's good business wise, I'm just saying for creative purposes. I'm I'm not saying for business purposes, I'm just saying for creative purposes, but I can see why they it'll never go away, but but I understand also why they got rid of the elimination chamber. So I don't really have an opinion on it really that much, uh, one way or the other. So, no crickets. No. Not. Yeah, I don't want to overuse it. Uh, it's all right. I mean, I don't know if there's anything you guys uh, left you want to talk about. I mean, you want to give predictions for tonight, and then yeah, call it talk, day, or something else you want to talk about?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Last night I rewatched the main event from the Royal Rumble, and I think it's painfully obvious that Rollins and Lesnar um, are definitely the top of everyone, the top of their games, and uh, I really don't think. What do you guys think about rounds? Um, maybe you guys talked about this before I called in. W- what is Rounds' role going to be go, going into WrestleMania? Gordon's going to be involved, or what, what do you think? Shane, go ahead.
2: Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's like I said at the beginning. Like, I don't love like. Uh... I'm so, like, depressed at the WWE product. Like, uh, I don't know. What do you think?
0: I think Rollins is super hot right now. He's one of the best workers in the – not the best besides Brock. Um, He's very, very good in ring. Um, And I'm just wondering if they're going to kind of switch things up because, you know, I was really thinking about it after watching the match last night. Lesnar is such a beast. They really can't have anyone go over him at WrestleMania without there being some kind of uh screw job finish or interference. And I'm thinking maybe Browns and the cash into the money in the bank briefcase uh might be a good good move, but I'm just terrified that Reigns is gonna actually win.
1: Um, I think I agree with you as far as him being a hot commodity. I think uh it's definitely gonna be Orton uh and him at WrestleMania. Potentially a cash in at WrestleMania uh, against Reigns or Bryan, if it's a triple threat, or if you know it's just one of those guys. Um, I think that. is apparently in Ziggler very bad shape. Who's in bad shape? Orton. Is he in bad shape? In bad shape?
2: Yep. He's Has he been on house shows shape. or
1: something recently?
2: And Vince won't let him back on TV.
1: I haven't heard that. But,
2: mm-hmm. assuming I heard he failed, the, case, already
1: failed the, uh,
0: the wellness policy, but they swept it under the rug so that he's not, you know, terminated.
1: Okay. I hadn't heard any of that. The point I was trying to make is I think it's going to be Orton and Rollins at Wrestlemania. I think that's the reason why they didn't do Ziggler and Rollins tonight uh, in a singles match, or at least partly, because I expect Orton to be there. Uh, I know you have said that for the last like three or four pay-per-views in a row, but... But I expect uh, Ra- uh, Orton to finally show up tonight and uh, start his WrestleMania program with uh, with Rollins. So uh, I- I'm fine with the cash in uh, at WrestleMania. I think I'd be happier if that is going to happen. I'd be happier if it's Reigns than if it's than if it's Daniel Bryan. But but either way, uh, you know we'll see. Because I-, I don't know if it's going to be a sc- I-, I don't think it's going to be a screwdriver finish. I, I think who- so whoever is going to win that match at Mania is going to beat Brock. And That's just the way it is, especially if he's not going to be back. And we are not going to know. we are not going to know if until after WrestleMania matches, because he's going to want to test the free agent waters. If you
0: if you rewatch all of his work since he came back, he's looked nothing but completely 100% dominant. And the way they're building him, and if he does not come, if he is coming back to the WWE, I say let him keep the belt for even longer. I mean, you. There's no sense in having him there. The only re- the only way he doesn't have the belt is if he's not coming back. If he's staying, you can't take the belt off of him because what else are you gonna do with him besides him win it right back?
1: I don't you know? disagree with you, but I also think that they're not gonna know for sure even come WrestleMania because I think the guy is gonna test the waters out before he decides.
0: I read there were some health concerns possibly with you know concussions and stuff moving forward. What are you, you guys are more into MMA <clears throat> more into MMA than I am. Uh, what have you guys heard about that? How that might be one of the reasons he actually ends up staying is that, for you know, potential health purposes, it's why he doesn't go back to MMA.
1: I mean, the only one who knows about Brock Lesnar's health is Brock Lesnar. But I mean, obviously, it's he's gonna he's gonna take more punishment in an MMA fight, at least on a single night, uh, than he does wrestling, especially since he doesn't wrestle that often. But uh, but I don't know. We'll see. I mean, he's also a guy. Look. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with him. He can, can get more guy. hurt with one punch, you know, let alone one fight. One punch yeah, sure. can damage him
0: more than he's ever been damaged.
1: But he's a, he's a guy who's about the money. The money's going to be better in in MMA, and it's really going to just come down to whether he wants to fight or not. If he does want to fight, he's going to MMA because there's going to be bigger money there. If he doesn't want to fight, then he'll stay in WWE. That's what it's going to ultimately come hey, down guys, to. Hey, guys, on that note, I'm going to have to go. Uh, yeah, we're going to close yeah. the job in a few minutes anyway, but take care, man. We will see our friend Rob next week, and he'll be, we'll be back, as always, with us. Are we going do a Rob. show tonight, late night, or no? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so, but we'll talk about it. All right, cool. Take care. All right, see you. All right, Shane, uh, before we uh, close down, do you want to give, like, uh, just predictions for the matches tonight?
2: Um, I mean, we'll go through the card quick. What are the matches?
1: All right, let's go through the card. So the there's seven matches. Uh, we'll go through uh, them. So the first one is uh, Paige versus Nikki Bella for the Divas title. Who you got?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I don't care. Paige, I guess.
1: Paige, I guess. Way to be, way to just be decisive. Um. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I think uh, I think this one's. A t- I think the Divas matches are always tough to call because nobody gives a shit. But uh, yeah. but um, but yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Paige. Also, I could see them wanting her to go into Mania as the Divas Champion. So so I'll go with that. I mean, unless they're gonna finally do Brie and D- fucking Nikki at WrestleMania, but I don't see that. They already blew their load on that uh, horrible feud. But, all right, we'll move past that one. So, what about, uh, we have the Usos versus uh, Kid and Cesaro for the
2: tag titles. Um, Who's going to win this? I'd say, God, it's just another meaningless, stupid title transition that doesn't mean anything like the way they gave it back to the Usos. Yeah, put it on Kid and Cesaro. Who cares? Okay.
1: Do you, so do you like think, how can I get
2: excited about this? Like who cares? I don't know. Like yeah. But do you think it's what gonna be? I... Do
1: you think that they're just a placeholder and maybe they keep it on the Usos to have a? Uh, so the Usos can have a WrestleMania match with, and I, I I I shudder to say this, the Ascension.
2: You think that would happen?
1: I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, the Ascension look like crap since they've come up, and they weren't that good at NXT either, but.
2: I, I mean be if, there, if, that if that there's one go. if there's one tag team that means anything as much as I don't really like them it's the Usos like they mean something like they they're good with the tag team titles like uh I don't know I just don't care like it's so stupid but, All right
1: I'm going to go with the Usos yeah. uh I'm going to go with the Usos on this one and uh, have them, I think they're going to retain. I think there's a chance that they might do a rematch at WrestleMania, but I think the Usos are going to win tonight, especially because Kid and Cesar have been beating them in singles matches on Raw the last few weeks, and they haven't really okay. gotten anything back. So, so I'm going to go with that. Uh, next match on the card, uh, Goldust versus Stardust.
2: I thought this was a good story, just a good build up. Um, I I might be interested in this like a, a little bit, I, I like anything that Dustin Rhodes involves in. I think Cody Rhodes is just a, I've said it before in this podcast, like such a good athlete, like such a good worker in the ring. I'd like to see more for him to eventually abandon the Stardust gimmick, which was everyone knows was just like a placeholder. Amazing how he changed not only his personality, but his in-ring work for this gimmick like he deserves some award or something like some credit that he's not getting like comparatively like willow when for willow and tna um when jeff hardy's alter ego it was just jeff hardy in a mask like he even wore like the same wardrobe and did all the same in-ring moves it was ridiculous um but the point being, I don't think people gave Stardust enough credit. And I guess this is the degeneration of Stardust. What would be awesome if WWE was smart enough to do a swerve and then uh, Dustin Runnels dropped the Gold Dust gimmick to show like Stardust it was just like a gimmick. That'd be awesome. And then they yep. both sort of like come back. I think there's a lot of cool ways you can go with this. I'm sure WWE will fuck it up big time. But I'm interested in this match. Um, I'm I'm not even gonna make a prediction. Be interesting to see what happens. I hope Dusty's there.
1: Yeah, I, I mean I I I agree. Well, no, I disagree about liking the Stardust character. I don't like the Stardust character, but I do agree with you about uh, you know how much credit Cody Rhodes should be given for his ability to basically it's yeah, not only change his move set but make every shitty thing they throw his way to work, whether it's the mask, whether it was the mustache, whether it's the, the stardust character, everything he does, he knows, he, he, he turns it into something good. He's very much like um, Damian Sandow in that way. But, um, but I, yeah, I, 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 I like Cody Rhodes here. I mean, Goldust is obviously wrapping up his career. He said, you know, supposedly WrestleMania is the end for him. And I don't expect to see, have, uh, Gold does go over on his way out. So uh, so I'm going to go with Cody Rhodes, a.k.a. Stardust, in this one. All right, so uh, next match on the plate. Big Show, Rollins, and Kane versus Ziggler, Rowan, and Ryback.
2: Big Show, what is it?
1: Big Show, Kane, and Rollins against Ziggler, Ryback, and Rowan.
2: What a terrible match. Indeed. (laughs) Took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, I don't care.
1: Yeah, I mean, they really blew an opportunity here to have just a singles match with Ziggler and Rollins and have a great match, a great, like, middle to upper mid-card match between these two great workers. And they spoiled it by putting in the the other four guys. (laughs) And they really just turned it into a match that I don't think anybody cares about. I mean, ultimately, I see it playing out with Randy Orton coming back nailing Rollins, and Team Ziggler gets the win. That's how I see that one playing out. Right. Uh, okay, yeah, so sure. we
2: got... Well, go ahead. No, no, that's a good idea, I guess. I'd like to see Orton make a return tonight.
1: Yep, okay, so we got three more left. Uh, we got the Intercontinental title match between Wade Barrett, or Bad News Barrett, and Dean Ambrose.
2: Wait, six, eight again?
1: Ambrose versus Barrett for the i c
2: title, God, who cares <laughs> well, what do I you mean see if, if Ambrose loses if Ambrose loses, he's gonna look like such a dick. it's gonna be some I know what's gonna happen it's gonna be some very shady finish, you know like something's gonna happen. I mean they have to set Ambrose up for WrestleMania. who's gonna be his opponent at WrestleMania?
1: uh sadly, I think it's gonna I think Ambrose wins the title here, and uh they have a rematch at mania uh sadly, I think that's what's gonna happen. I think he'll go over again at mania and i think i think I like to think that maybe since it seems like Vince also likes Ambrose that he'll try to use him to build some credibility to that title, but we've said that a million times it's been said so many times that. It's hard to ever believe that that's what's going to happen, but I'd like to think that maybe it'll happen. This is Ambrose, who I'd, I'd like to think has a little bit of a higher profile than some of the other losers they put that title on. But who knows? I'm still going with Ambrose tonight. I think he is going to get his picture on the wall at WWE headquarters and win the Intercontinental title. Right. All right, well, now we got the two biggies. we got got uh, John Cena versus Brusev for the United States title. Okay. Right, what do you think?
2: Um, I don't know. I think Cena wins, right? What they can't have Rusev win.
1: Cena wins LOL? Um, yeah. I think that would be horribly stupid to have this year long undefeated streak for Rusev end at fucking fast lane when you're a month away from WrestleMania. Uh they may do it, but I think it would be ludicrous if they did. Um I like Rusev in this match. It's going to be... It's not going to be clean. I mean, let's let's get that out of our fucking minds right now. Uh, there's going to be some kind of screwed job or some kind of, you know, controversial ending. They could go the no-contest route, but I think um, to make... They're going to want to do that same story. They do every year where John Cena has to overcome, and all, even though he never fucking loses. I don't know how you can overcome when you never lose, but he has to overcome and... Rusev will, will will beat him with some kind of screw job, uh finish uh, And then John Cena Will get his rematch at Mania And beat Rusev and fucking kill him Like he did with Bray Wyatt last year I guess Okay And then finally the main event Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns Winner gets the favorite Brock Lesnar at Wrestlemania Obviously we talked about this at the beginning A little bit but why don't you just give us what how you think it's actually? We know all the scenarios that could happen, but what do you think is going to be the actual play out?
2: Um, I don't know. Jesus, <laughs> I mean, do you care seriously?
1: But that's, dude. We we you and I are doing a wrestling podcast. People do right, this. Fine, fine, about special wrestling. Like,
2: and one of the things yeah, but, that
1: I'm sure that they want to you know hear about us talk about is what we think about the Fastlane pay per view. You gotta think of it that I, way.
2: Yeah, yeah. Good point. Um okay, I think that um I think that uh oh, you're missing one of my favorite things on the show.
1: Oh, you're right, I did. Let's say we'll save that for yeah. last, but let's go through this match first.
2: Okay, I think that uh uh Reigns is gonna win um, clean over Daniel Bryan, clean. I really do.
1: Okay, so you're 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 thinking not a three way. You're thinking just straight up Reigns and and Lesnar. Yeah, I think mean,
2: straight up Reigns wins. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um. Okay. I think. I mean, I really think it's going to depend on what happens with Cena and Rusev. If Cena and Rusev ends in a no contest, then I agree with you. That Reigns is going to win clean. I don't think they're going to do two fucking bullshit no contra no con no uh contest finishes on the same show but i think this is the more likely where we're going to see a no contest. Um don't get me wrong. I think Reigns is going to win the title at WrestleMania, but i think they're going to go three-way and i think this is going to end in some kind of no contest uh with with uh you know both guys uh getting the shot at WrestleMania. Maybe they'll do as as stupid as it sounds, they'll do something similar to your and you, I don't know if you remember the match uh way back in 2011 or 2012. Yeah, 2012. Uh, Summer, it was either SummerSlam or or the one after, where they did Punk and Cena, and they both got their shoulders pinned at the same time. Remember that?
2: I f- remember that vaguely. I know what you're talking about.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if they did something like that. Uh, We'll see. I'm seeing three-way, so I don't think this is going to end clean. But, but like I said, I will reserve it with the contingency of if they do Rusev and Cena, because that's not going to be last, if that ends up in a no-contest, I don't see them doing two no contests on the same show and in that scenario I would think Reigns wins clean. So but that's what I think. Alright, but why don't you talk about the last segment that you uh that you reminded me of?
2: Oh, okay. So Triple H confronts Sting. Um I'm looking forward to this actually. If there's I'd go far as to say if there's a reason why I'm tuning in tonight, it's because of this match or this still case, just for the cheese of it, just for the horrible, like, it's going to be so bad. Um, uh, One thing I think that they're doing excellent right now is that they're really mystifying Sting, making him mysterious, not giving him too much TV time, and making his presence really felt. So I hope they don't ruin this with, like, them having a 15-minute discussion on TV. Am I right or am I right?
1: Oh, I agree with you. I I definitely think they will, though. But yeah, I agree with with everything you're saying. I definitely agree with
2: everything Uh, you're saying. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to this. I think this obviously just one way or another sets up the match at WrestleMania. I want to see something creative with Sting's Black Bat. Like, I want Triple H to take out, like, a sledgehammer because we haven't seen Sting's Bat yet and then Sting somehow, like, pull out the bat and stop Triple H from swinging at him with the sledgehammer. You know, something like that. Um, that makes
1: way too much sense and would be way too cool for it to actually happen.
2: I'd mark out so hard if they did, like, a cool spot like that, like sledgehammer versus bat.
1: Yeah, like a sword um, fight almost, like they clash in the middle with like, yeah, the sledgehammer. Yeah, something
2: overly cheesy. Something just yeah, but ridiculous. It work. It that totally but it would work. It would totally work.
1: They're just not going to do that, but it would work. I agree with you yeah. as far as you know, them keep doing a good job with keeping out uh, Sting off the TV and kind of yeah building up the mystique a little bit. Uh, that segment they did a couple weeks ago on Raw with the I accept via text message on the Titan drawn with the fake things that was stupid. But overall, it's been not that bad. Triple H is not the opponent I really want for him, but it'll be fine. It'll be what it is, and it'll be nice to Sting do the do the match. And I think this yeah I do think this has the potential to be the high, one of the high points of the show if. Like you said, they don't drag it out into a fifteen minute uh, you know, diatribe. But um uh, we'll see how it goes and uh and uh you know, tonight is the pay per view and then so we'll 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 know
2: soon enough. We shall. I'm not looking forward to it. All right. Maybe well we I'm sure you like and I is a half hour here. uh show after the pay per view. That's Rob. Oh. What do you want to do after the show? Like a little paper uh, sh- uh podcast.
1: Uh maybe yeah, maybe we'll do that. We'll uh we'll, we'll talk about it. I'm sure you and Shane and I uh, you and Rob and I will be uh, you know, chatting back and forth during the uh during the pay per view, so we'll see how it plays out. Uh for now we you know, we'll say goodnight. Uh thanks for listening to this episode of the Barbershop Window Podcast. We'll be back next week with another show. Uh, if we don't do one tonight, we'll be talking about the results of Fastlane next week, along with all the other news and professional wrestling that goes on uh, this week. You can listen to this in our past episodes at Barbershop Window... Uh, not BarbershopWindow.com. That would be cool if we had our own website. BlogTalkRadio.com. iTunes and Stitcher. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find me at IMC Vigilante. Shane is at, at ShaneWinter14. And uh, Rob is at, at Zanzanator. And just keep listening to the show, guys. Keep supporting us. Tell people about us. Uh, if you want, uh, drop us an email, barbershopwindowpodcast at gmail.com. We'll read whatever you write on the air, even if it's just trashing us. Uh, and call in if you want to. Shane loves to talk to callers. But uh, for tonight, or this afternoon, I should say, we will uh, bid farewell to every all our listeners out there. And uh, good night to you, Shane. And we'll uh, we'll maybe see you tonight. But if not, we'll see you next week. Good night. Peace.